Now, the Douglas Lake Cattle Company had won a B.C. Court of Appeal case which overturns a ruling that forced it to allow public access to two lakes in the Nicola Valley. In the decision published today, a three-member panel voted unanimously that the trail leading to Mini Lake and Stony Lake is not public land. Their decision came after Justice Joel Gross ruled in Kamloops Court on December of 2018 that the cattle company had to allow access to those two lakes. So access has long been blocked off by the Douglas Lake Cattle Company, one of North America's larger ranchers, before they were challenged in court by the Nicola Valley Fish and Game Club and forced to keep a gate that blocked access to the two lakes open at all times. But in the Court of Appeal ruling released today, Justice Peter Wilcox says the Trespass Act allows the cattle company to ban the public from crossing its private property to access those lakes. I caught up with Nicola Fish and Gaming Club member Rick McGowan to talk about the disappointment in the decision reached here today. And I kicked off our conversation by getting him to give just a little bit of background on this entire ordeal. Basically, Douglas Lake Cattle Company um, locked a public road that went to Minnie and Stony Lake. And then the road continued further on up to another lake called Penas Lake, um, historically back in the 30s and 20s. Um, in the mid 70s or the mid 80s, they locked the road and went uh, entrepreneurial and fishing resorts, and therefore they locked the public out. I mean, the Ministry of Transportation knew they locked the road illegally, but sort of went along with allowing it. And um, we are the Nickel Valley Fishing Game Club, seen that this was like an epidemic going on over over British Columbia, where rich landowners were locking the public out. So we thought, well, we better make an attempt to stop it, or it's going to get um, totally out of control. And so we did. We went through a 20-day Supreme Court trial, and at that time, the uh, Supreme Court Judge Justice Groves ruled in our favor on all aspects, um, including special costs, which gave us the right to bill for lawyers' bills. Now, the, the Court of Appeal has completely overturned everything, including the special costs, and right now we're just trying to read the ruling and trying to get, gather our thoughts about how they've done it and i'm sort of halfway through it as we're speaking and basically i can't believe it <laughs> yeah well maybe just a, a quick reaction then too i mean obviously you were hoping and, and it makes sense that the public would have access to a public lake and it sounds like that's not really going to be the case now based on this ruling so what is sort of the overall feeling from the nicola valley fish and gaming club right now in regards to that well we haven't had a meeting yet but i'm pretty sure the feeling is going to be the, similar to myself and our lawyers I mean, bottom line is what they've done here is um, went against the trial judge, and they've basically privatized these lakes forever. But in doing so, um, they've stated that the water over top of private land um, is now private. So they've privatized water, which effectively privatizes probably three-quarters of the lakes in Canada, where water has gone up through natural or artificial means over private land. So they're saying that you cannot get to public water if you have to go on water that crosses private land, which is astronomical in its um, inferences. So, yeah, this obviously pretty unfortunate for those who want to go and fish in, in Stony Lake and Mini Lake. But, I mean, this goes far beyond just those two, right? This is something that is really going to be precedent setting right across the country. Yeah, right now we have another lawsuit pending at Corbett Lake and they're going to use this as, you know, th that lake has also been dammed um, 40, 50, 60 years ago. And um, even though there's three or four private owners, they're going to say you can't go to that lake. And then you take into account lakes like Chuswap, Okanagan, any lake that has private lots that the water level has gone up over 
um, iron pens or, or property lines. You know, for example, the people in the Okanagan Lake who say they have a right to go walk on beaches in front of rich people's homes, they basically just privatized all of that. Man, that that's actually really, really scary to think about, isn't it? What this could potentially mean moving forward. Um, oh, it, it, it's huge. It's, it's, um, it's unbelievable that these judges have gone against all provincial law, Water Act laws, um, Land Acts, Highways Act. Every legislation exists, they've gone against it. Is there anything that can be done further legally, or is this is this it? Well, no. There, the the last recourse is the Supreme Court of Canada appeal. But our little fish and game club. I mean, it's not really our job to try to look after roads yeah. and uh, access to public lakes and natural resources. I mean, provincial ministries that is their mandate. But clearly, they're not looking out for the interests of the people of British Columbia. Um, they're de- basically based cowing into the rich people. Yeah, so I guess this is something that really has to be dealt with then from uh, the Department of Fisheries moving forward, whether it be probably, I guess, at the federal level at this stage, right, is probably who needs to be coming to your your back on this one. Well, the federal government is in charge of um, the water, uh, you know, the Canada Navigable Waters Act. I mean, there has been lawsuits that basically state that you have a right to go on water over private property, but they're completely discounting all of that and they're using case law that only supports um, the private rich landowners. So it's, it's kind of bizarre. So I'm not really sure really what has to happen here. Some, some rich entity or organization of some sort has to take this up or the lakes in the whole of Canada are going to be privatized wherever a rich person wants to take control of it. Uh, these these specific lakes that we're talking about, Stony Lake and Mini Lake, I understand that they are uh, populated by the government themselves, right? And that's part of probably what makes them very, very popular is is to know that there is always going to be, you know, good fishing within these lakes. Do you see that changing? Or, or I mean, is that a mandate that comes from, from the province? I'm just curious sort of what what the popularity is for these lakes and, and how that might change or if it'll change as a result of this decision. Well, it's kind of ironic and bizarre at the same time because historically the British Columbia has stocked these lakes as well as hundreds of other lakes in British Columbia. When Douglas Lake illegally locked the road, the uh, Ministry of Environment quit stocking the lakes and Douglas Lake was putting fish uh, in at their own expense and denying public right to fish there. Since this court case ruling, the ministry, our, our Go Fish BC, which is, is important to note that is completely funded by public fishing license money, Go Fish BC has stocked Stony and Mini Lake for the last two years since the ruling. And now the ruling is that you can't go fish these lakes. So, I mean, the corruption, I mean, it, it's kind of getting to a really bizarre point. So over the last two years, I guess you could use the, the road uh, into Estonia Mini Lake through Douglas Lake Cattle Company to be able to access the lakes. But I guess as of today, they can pretty much put, uh, put a blockade up and prevent anyone from the public from, from going in there. Is that sort of how that works now? Well, technically, no. The judge, part of the ruling is that the road in District Lot 790, which is by Mini Lake, they are acknowledging that that is a public 66-foot road, and it does access Wasley Creek, so you can still access Mini Lake. But they're now saying that the road by Stony Lake, which now goes into Stony Lake because they flooded the public road illegally, you can't go to it because they're saying that that isn't a road, and they're, they're denying access to um, Stony Lake completely. So they flooded the road illegally. Have they ever faced any repercussions for that? 
No, the Ministry of Forest, Lands, Natural Resources, Water Rights Branch, and like the conservation officers who are supposed to look out for the rights of the people of British Columbia have absolutely done nothing and refused to investigate it and have allowed them to lock the road, dig it up, tear out culverts, flood it, everything. There's no consequence for their actions. When, when is the, um, the Fish and Gaming Club here going to be meeting next to go over this? You mentioned that uh, you haven't had a chance to meet just yet, and you're still kind of going over the decision, but sort of what's what's your next steps in terms of getting together with, with the rest of the club here? Well, the, the trouble with that is, as you know, the, the whole world of COVID right now is upon us, yeah. and um, the club has been kind of responsible in not having meetings and social distancing for that kind of meeting. So we might try to get the board of directors together and, and discuss it, and then and then discuss it with our lawyer, but it's not you know this is a hell of a blow for the people of British Columbia and future recreation. Uh, is there I guess just how how worried are you in the immediate future given given today's decision? Are you thinking that we might start to see a, a quick trickle down effect to other areas of the province and other areas of Canada as a result of this, or or might it be a bit of a a slow drip before we start to see these lakes get really impacted? Uh, just just curious how quickly you you might think things could move along in, in respects to to other lakes here. Well, since the start of this um, action. I've traveled all over British Columbia to many, many different fishing game clubs. This problem exists in almost every community in British Columbia, and I'm sure that the rich landowners are just holding their breath, waiting for this, and now I'm pretty sure there'll be some parties going on in some fancy places today, but I don't believe the people of British Columbia and Canada will stand for this. Do you think that if if there was maybe a, a big public outcry, uh, you know, some sort of a petition or or I don't even know, maybe there's probably not a position for a class action lawsuit and something like this. But, you know, do you think that people need to really speak up now? It, it can't just be fish and gaming clubs that are kind of leading the charge. Yes, they, they should probably lead it, but we need more voices on board, whether you're a fisherman or not. This is probably something that should be concerning to everybody out there do you think more people need to lend their voice to this this type particular cause oh, absolutely and just very quickly there was a report done called the pottinger report done by environment canada using douglas lake as an example and not just for fishing for recreation canoeing photography it it, it goes on to show yeah. how large landowners if they can tr- control public access to crown land and then take control of those for their own entrepreneurial use they they can do it, and the BC government is acting as though that is actually in effect. I mean, it's scary. It's it's for hiking, camping, canoeing, bird watching, photography, anything. That's true. Yeah, I keep saying fishing, but it goes far beyond that. So, man, this is scary yeah, stuff. Rick, I appreciate the time. Thanks for doing this. Um, obviously, an unfortunate situation that uh, took place here today. Hopefully, we see uh, this get taken a step further by, by somebody who has the, the authority and power to do so, and, and we can reverse this decision because, yeah, like you mentioned, pretty scary stuff, precedent-setting, and, and uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily the biggest guy when it comes to, to fishing, but all those other activities I do enjoy doing, and I would like to be able to do them, and if we lose that crown land, man, that's, that's scary to think what the future could hold for those activities. Yeah, well, Crown Land is described as land, lakes, and streams, and, and we're fighting this for future unborn generations. Yeah. If we don't fight for this, their their rights are being stolen from them without them even being born yet. Uh, just actually based on that, too, I mean, we often talk about um, indigenous peoples and their ability to sort of live off the land. I mean, shouldn't there... 
Is there any impact, I guess, when it comes to this decision in response to, to First Nation individuals and how they could potentially kind of get on board on something like this? Because obviously, uh, you know, the, the Indigenous Act, uh, the, the Indian Act, would I would hope would have some sort of impact here, but maybe not. Well, there, there, it's a two-edged sword with the First Nations, and, and they are on board with this. And I actually have a lot of friends with basically the Upper Nickel Indian Band, and all the bands are all merit. I mean, I grew up with them and played hockey and such and such. But their their interests are, like, they were locked out of Minnesota Lake, and they put up a roadblock, and 12 of their members were arrested. And they solved their issue. And when we won our lawsuit and had the gates completely the locks removed. They were very happy. So I, but they haven't. They have their own agreement that are allowed to hunt and fish on Douglas Lake okay. lands. But they have a different way of approaching. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, Rick, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate this, and best of luck moving forward. I hope. I hope things change here. Okay. No problem. We're we're going to carry on. Thank you. All right, you're listening there to Rick McGowan, Nicola Fish and Gaming Club member. I spoke with him earlier uh, today in response to a recent decision, a decision that came down today from the B.C. Court of Appeal ruling in favor of the Douglas Lake Cattle Company, who will no longer have to allow public access to its roadway, which leads to a pair of lakes in the uh, Nicola Valley, those being Mini Lake and Stony Lake.